Boxcar, Tiffany speaking. How may I help you? Hey, Tiffany, can I speak to a manager really quick? Uh, speaking. Oh, you're perfect. I just want to ask you about the sign you put on your door. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. Podcast. Oh, wait, that's wrong. Well, I mean, it's not wrong, but it sounds wrong. The Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. I guess it would be Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast Podcast. That's just weird. That that's. I think I've broken English. I just broke English. How could this happen? The other day I broke Zoom. I didn't even mean to break Zoom, and I broke Zoom. I was doing a presentation for some people, and uh, I, I guess they bought a license for Zoom for up to 100 people. And they thought we'd have like, I don't know, 65 people on the meeting. And we ended up having like 130 and it broke Zoom. It just broke. Zoom completely broke right there in front of our eyes. Wham, broken. And now I've broken English. This is, I I don't, I I wonder what's next in the midst of a global pandemic, forest fires, uh, more storms, raging floods, locusts, killer wasps, forest fires, and broken English. That it's all there. It's good to be with you today. I'm I'm curious about today's podcast, just because I'm curious. If you followed the news at all in the United States, you know that this last week has been um, super interesting with a, a COVID hotspot breakout in our nation's capital, in the White House, being specific about that, and that's really brought up a lot of interesting emotions uh, around. Everything from politics to to moral responsibility to ethical duty to protective equipment. And I can't believe, and I've said this, this is probably the third time, or fourth time maybe I've talked about it. I can't believe that we're in a position where, where protective equipment is politicized. Now, you, you may disagree with me. That's okay because, uh, you know, it's a free country. But it's, it's, it's so unnecessary to make PPE, it's PPE. And of all the people I talk to, you guys on the pod, are, I mean, you know this better than anybody, that PPE is, it's just PPE. I mean, it's its not political. It's its personal protective equipment. It's safety glasses and steel-toed shoes. And there's nothing really political about steel-toed shoes. I mean, not that I know of anyway, right? It, they're there as really um, a barrier between an energy force and you. And we could talk about whether, you know, where they are in the hierarchy of controls. We could have that conversation forever if you wanted to. It's a linear control. The bottom line, though, is they're there to sort of create safety. They build capacity, right? And that's what we talk about all the time. And that's what face masks are. Now, they didn't have to be politicized. They were politicized, but they didn't have to be. And it really, it's, it's become kind of a, a thing. I mean, and you really see it, at least in the places where I go. I mean, you really see. I saw a guy the other day march out of a facility because a young lady asked really quite nicely that he wear a mask, and he just refused to, and he just left. And that's okay. I mean, I'm glad he left, and I'm sure the young lady was glad he left. I mean, you could sort of read that in her eyes. I I mean, this is crazy, and this all kind of starts – the podcast topic for today because I'm, I'm hanging out, you know, doing what I do, my hanging out stuff. 
riding my bike and, you know, all the kind of things I'm doing in the new world we live in. Cause it's fall. And so you got to squeeze in as much as you can. And, and I've got a little goal. I'm not going to talk about what my goal is, but I got a little goal and I'm really close to getting to it. So everything's very exciting for me around bike riding, but we can talk about that later. That's fine. That's not a part of it. And uh, a friend of mine calls and says, Hey, could you run over to a local restaurant and take a picture of the mask sign on the door? And I said, uh, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I'll probably have to see another person. It's, it's, I'm not going to go in the restaurant. I'll just take a picture of the mask sign. And the, what's up with it? He says, well, I want to use it in my workplace. I want to use that sign or the wording on that sign. And my guess is, and I'm going to read the sign to you in a moment, so be ready. My guess is he probably had to make a couple editorial changes to the language, but we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll follow up on it and see what happens. But he said, I want to use the, the wording in this sign in my workplace because I think it's a, it's a really interesting way to think about um, PPE. Now, I would grant you, I don't think this sign depoliticizes PPE. Uh, it, it, it doesn't do that. But it does kind of in your face tell you uh, at least what in this case the people who run this organization this the this this restaurant what they think about the wearing of PPE in their facility and it's really a clear communication it's very clear and i think it does some things that are interesting so we talk about this all the time we talk about the fact that systems really drive behavior and one of the ways you can sort of manage the behavior in your facility is through some kind of self-selection, or maybe a better word for that would be pre-screening. You could create kind of a way that people who think they might have a problem following the rules screen themselves out before they come into your facility in order to not have to have conflict or to create conflict or to have conflict, however conflict comes in that facility. So so one of the interesting things about this this safety tool and I, i'm going to suggest at least between the way i look at it and the way we talk about it i, I think this is a safety tool it's a, it's 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 a health and safety tool one of the ways they're managing the impact of requiring masks in this place and it's kind of a big hipster kind of sports bar it's it's, it's pretty cool actually it's it's where the cool kids I, I i of course wouldn't go there but it's where the cool kids all hang out and uh they, they uh they specialize in like uh, uh, rugby and you know they, they, they kind of it's it's a sports bar but it's 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 got a lot of hipster to it and the food's quite good there I mean it's a, it's a good place to go but they've they've chosen to really draw a line in the sand as it relates to the use of PPE in their restaurant and, and it's interesting because they're really counting on you as a customer having free will, you, you can make a decision before you go in there. But the way they communicate that decision is very interesting. And that really is the crux of today's pod. It's not a long pod. And, and hopefully it's the last one we have to have on this. I'm pretty sure it won't be, but, but maybe it is. Because this really communicates pretty nicely how they think about this mask requirement and how they manage the expectation 
around the use of the mask, the PPE, while on their premises. So without much further ado, which, by the way, is French, just in case you don't know that from every other podcast, I think I should probably give you what the sign says. So let me read the sign to you. We'll we'll make it kind of dramatic, right, because it's a big deal. I'll read the sign to you, and then we can come back and talk to it. And then I actually called and talked to the the manager, the, the boss of the restaurant, and asked them what kind of repercussions this sign has caused. And and we'll talk to that manager and get a little information there as well. So that should be pretty interesting. So now let's listen carefully to what the sign says. And I'll give you a chance to kind of chew on it a little, and then we'll come back and talk about it because that's what we're going to do today. That's the whole plan for today. So here we go. Okay, so here's what the sign says. I'll read it to you verbatim, which means word for word. As an American, you have the right to not wear a mask. But just like you, businesses have the right to not let you in to not serve you. You can't have it both ways. You're free to make a choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your actions. Screaming at our employees and being angry at the business for protecting their employees and customers does not make you a patriot. It makes you an asshole. Don't mistake inconvenience for oppression. So that's what it says, word for word. I mean, I didn't add, subtract, anything. I just, word for word, bing, bang, boom, I read it. Now, what you think about it is really what we should talk about. Because it's pretty in your face. There's no question about it. And yet, it's in your face in such a way that it gives you a choice, right? You have a choice based upon this. And it allows you the ability to self-select. And then it kind of takes it home with the comment about Patriot versus the other side of that equation. And then it says, don't mistake inconvenience for oppression, which I think is, is really interesting. And, and that's the part of the sign that I think drew me into being interested. Not so much the, the patriotic part, uh, not so much the fact that you have a choice and it's the business's right or you're right. I mean, the whole notion of free agency, everyone has free will, is, is certainly captured well. It's the idea that, that we've mistaken protection for a political statement. We've mistaken inconvenience for oppression. And that, I think, actually builds a relatively interesting case around PPE that I never thought we'd have to make. I, mean, just, I, I never imagined it would get to this point. And so I became really curious. I mean, what is it? Has it been a good thing? Has it been a bad thing? Has it impacted um, business? Has it has it made a huge difference? So I contacted the manager, Tiffany, and Tiffany was glad to be a part of the podcast without hesitation. And she told me quite a few things about the sign. One is that they didn't coin the sign. They kind of picked it up over time um, and developed it into what it has become on their door. And it's been there a while. It's really been there since... Um, the mass requirements for the city of Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's where I live, have existed. So it's probably been there since March. Um, and that 
still to this day elicits comments from customers and that lots and lots and lots of people have come and taken pictures of it and lots and lots and lots of other businesses have co-opted the sign to use for their own facilities as well. And so in a way, and this was an interesting part of the conversation, the sign's kind of popular. Now that surprised me, but I was even more surprised by the feedback that it elicits. And so I asked Tiffany, you know, does it elicit feedback? Do you get much feedback? And she explained to me, well, I'll just let her tell you what she said. Are you getting, uh, are you getting much um, backlash from it? Any, any negative repercussions? No, no negative. I think most people, most people have been really receptive. We have uh, our late night crowd gets a little lippy at times because, you know, you get a couple, you get a couple cocktails in somebody and then all of a sudden they want to, you know, F this and F that and yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing a mask and it's like, okay, fine, bye. Because <laughs> we still reserve the right to refuse service, you know, that doesn't change. So the conversation went on and I was really kind of surprised, maybe happily surprised is the right way to say it, that it didn't elicit a lot of uh, backlash. People didn't get angry. And it didn't cause people to be extra mean or extra cruel or to try to test the system by going in without a mask. I mean, other than the drunks late at night, which, uh, you know, I think is probably par for the course. But for normal sort of course of business, it it actually didn't really elicit a lot of negative outcomes. And so that's important for us to think about because I think that really builds the case that a sign like that provides an opportunity for the customer who doesn't have to go in or out, right, which is a little different from the workplace but because our workers have to go in to our facilities, but they don't have to go in or out of the facility to actually volunteer to not be a part of the PPE or to self-select out of wearing a mask, right? And that self-selection, that, that, that pre-test, probably in, a, in the long run has served that restaurant very well. My guess is that was probably an unintended consequence. I don't think they put a sign like that up there to de-escalate anger in the restaurant. I could be wrong. I mean, my guess is they put the sign up there to really draw a pretty strong line around compliance and wearing a mask. And I think the sign does that. I think an unintended consequence is that it also allows people to self-select and they, they read that sign and they think this is not the place for me, which in, in sort of a management view is probably exactly what you want in a way. I mean, I'm sure it's hard to see business leave and yet keeping a safe, uh, positive environment for your workers is really valuable and creating a pretest, a self-selection is is effective i mean i I, it's i think it's a really interesting idea and and it's one that we should think about a little because it really is a a a very good example of creating expectations and setting a, a standard for acceptance early on so accountability in this case is really shared the restaurant's very clear um who they're accountable to and what they're accountable for and they're very clear in communicating before something happens that accountability relationship with the customer. So the idea that it didn't elicit a lot of uh, angry people 
was really attractive. Very strange to me. I, I would have bet the other way, but only because I've been sort of uh, attacked for wearing a mask, so I'm probably a little sensitized to it. But it didn't. It, it really didn't create a lot of badness. In fact, what Tiffany went on to tell me is that for the most part what it's done is created a whole new sense of goodwill and the opportunity for workers and customers to have these very positive conversations and positive comments. I'll, I'll let Tiffany take it from there. Yeah, we do actually. Like a lot of positive com- um, comments and feedback regarding just one, like how we take care of things, and two, how we were presenting it as a front to everybody else. So is there a lesson for us in this? Well, I think the quick answer is yeah, there is a lesson for us. I think a, a pretty important lesson. And the lesson in this case is really around setting expectations, around this notion of building a standard by which we expect things to happen, protecting our workforce, using really personal protective equipment to create an environment where we increase controls. We probably can't reduce risk of a highly infectious pandemic, but we increase controls to actually build a system that is functioning as effectively as it can, given the risk around them. And most importantly, I think it actually builds an opportunity for conversation, which is what Tiffany told us as well. And people saw it not as a negative, not as a deterrent, not as really a a affront to their rights as an individual, but in fact is a way the business chooses to safely operate. And I think that's a kind of a worthwhile way to think about this because ultimately our challenge is, is that we live in a world filled with risk and our choices, the relationship we have around that risk really to a great extent belongs to us, but the system in which we do the work, the systems in which we perform our tasks, the systems in which things happen, those systems really drive lots of outcomes. And building a a pre-selection, a a self-selection, setting accountability for expectations early before the customer comes in the restaurant, before the customer needs to have the mask on in their facility to protect other customers and their employees, really is a very interesting study in accountability. And it's worked brilliantly for them. Much to my surprise, I I had no idea when I called to uh, talk to the restaurant, and it's relatively difficult to talk to a restaurant manager because they're so dang busy. But Tiffany was so sweet to take the time and talk to us. I had no idea what she would say. Not a clue. If I would have guessed, I would have thought the sign would have caused more friction and been more trouble than it was worth. And I would have guessed completely and 100% holistically wrong. That's wrong. In fact, what we learned is that the sign was a pretty effective tool that actually helped them create success and, in their belief, increase business. So there, what do you think about that? I mean, that, that's, that's a relatively interesting way to look at this idea of masks and pandemics and viruses and safety and resilience and reliability and capacity. Through the eyes of Tiffany, the manager of Boxcar in Santa Fe, New Mexico.
where if you go to Boxcar in Santa Fe, New Mexico, on Guadalupe Street, you will see a sign on the door that says, as an American, you have the right to not wear a mask. But, just like you, businesses have the right to not let you in, to not serve you. You can't have it both ways. You're free to make a choice, but that means accepting the consequences of your actions. Screaming at our employees and being angry at the business for protecting their employees and customers does not make you a patriot. It makes you an asshole. Don't mistake inconvenience for oppression. So that's the pod for today. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see what this podcast elicits because there's a group of you who this podcast will make probably somewhat angry. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I really am. And there's a group of you that I think will find this podcast interesting and a group of you that will be quite supportive of what's going on. And I think what's interesting is that all of those groups coexist together on the same podcast. And that, my friends, is what is called diversity of thought. And it's always welcome. In fact, the more ambiguity and uncertainty that exists in the world, the more diversity of thought we should actively try to foster in order to be successful in navigating a world that's getting hard to navigate. And you know that because you're living in the world just like me. That, my friends, is a thought exercise. And that's just what this whole thing, the sign at the restaurant, the discussion, talking to Tiffany, it's all a thought exercise. It's a way to think about what's next for us and what we think about and where we move forward and how that takes us. So that's it, my friends. That is the pod for today. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe if you get a chance. Smash that like button. There isn't really a like button, but if there was one, you should smash it because that's clearly what everyone says on every YouTube video I've ever watched. And I watch a lot of YouTube videos because I just replaced the brakes on my bicycle. Another story for another time. I know, I know, I know. But until then, my friends, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other because it seems like that's a really important thing to do. And for goodness sakes, be safe.